Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Between vacations, I've come back to kind of say hello, check in, make sure everybody... Aaron, before you were here, man, if I was gone too long, things could change. I can't, I can't be like out of, uh, out of reach for too long. Things can change in a hurry. But uh, great to be back on. Great to be with you, four to six, and good to, good to be back with the team. And uh, everybody's been kind of going back and forth today, talking about all our guests, all the fun stuff we have lined up. Uh, Aaron, today is. Uh, We've had Mitch Thompson uh, on the station, but today he makes his Baylor debut as the Baylor head coach. I'm certain he was on with me as MCC coach, although in recent weeks, you know, I was going to try to review the season, visit with him, and he went quiet, and I wasn't hearing from Mitch. And it turns out there was a very good reason for that. And uh, Mitch Thompson will join us today at 520. And, Aaron, this is uh, – they, they apparently Mitch has been telling people this is the big one. This is the big interview. I don't – Aaron, I don't know if he said that to anybody. But I just have to think that he's thinking it. That, hey, I've been holding off on Mosley, but this is the big day. And this is the one everybody will be huddled around listening to, to hear – what Mitch Thompson has to say. If you're a, a Baylor fan or just a sports fan in general, you love college baseball, uh, text us something in. You never know. I might use one of your questions, 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. I was at the beach last week, did a little radio from there. Aaron did a great job. Uh, we put together Nice show each day for you. Some of it was some of our tremendous interviews we've done recently. And then a lot of it was live, live from the beach. And Aaron, I got to say, there was part of me that was, you know, like, well, I can't believe, you know, can a man take a vacation? But then all that stuff started breaking. And I was happy to be able to react to it all with, um, I mean, this, this, this Pac-12 it's melting down before our very eyes. And Aaron, don't you like how, don't you think it's funny how people are sort of trained? They're so used to the Big 12 being in a weakened state that the fir- in the first 24 hours after the story that USC and UCLA were leaving, some of the stories seem to indicate, well, the Pac-12 will come after TCU or Texas <laughs> Tech or right. Baylor, whatever. And I read that and I thought to myself, God, that's weird. Like, why would TCU want to go out to the Pac-12? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, what that was, was people were so used to, and I get it, the Big 12 always being on the verge of falling apart. And, you know, you can blame that on different people. Mr. Bowlesby, step right up. 
But Aaron, this is the new, this is the new era. Mr. Yormark, welcome to the Big 12. Mr. Outside the Box, we all wanted somebody who came at things differently. Here's your chance. And interestingly, there are stories floating around out there. Some of this seems legit to me. Some of it doesn't. And part of doing what we do is sifting through it all. I don't like to repeat stuff that I don't think is true. But there is en- there's enough little nuggets out there to make you think that the Big 12 is indeed um, sh- thinking about adding more teams. Is that a, great, a good idea? I don't know. It does think, seem like there's some strength in number stuff going on. It's eat or get eaten. Now, I don't think anybody's going to eat up the Big 12 schools. I promise you the Big 12 schools at least had representatives reach out, touch base with the Pac-12. Um, I, and when, when the Big 12 was in trouble, and what did the Pac-12 do? Well, they said, oh, we'll listen. But they ended up doing some kind of agreement. Aaron, what do we call that thing? Like a – Oh, what was it? You know, it was like a pact – yeah. <laughs> uh, a, yeah. a, a agreement, blood pact, and they never signed anything. So we're, we're gentlemen of our word. I bet you are. Yeah, yeah. How's that working out for you? An alliance is what it was. Yeah. I, I knew it was something that would make me think of Star Wars. It was the alliance, or World War II. The, um, and, and there they were. The, the three, they, said, they just said, they basically just laughed at the Big 12. Ha, ha, ha. Enjoy yourself. Good luck. We're going to form this alliance. What does this mean? What does this alliance mean? Well, apparently nothing. There were a few schedule things they were doing. It really turned out, and where the Pac-12 um, kicked itself, it, 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 it absolutely undermined itself, was that they throw the ACC in with them. But basically, and and Bob Bowlesby was on that committee trying to get this expanded playoff put in position where we could get the thing to go in, at least get it to eight, maybe get it to 12, get a college football playoff expansion, get something done on it quickly. Everybody seemed to want to do this. But when Texas and OU did what it did, everybody got scared, started looking out for themselves, which they always do anyway. But they, they put this alliance together, and part of what happened is the Pac-12, George Klyubkov and others, blocked the expansion. Well, be careful when you do things like that. They may have unintended consequences. Do you think, Aaron, when the alliance was forming, do you think for a minute that USC and UCLA were like, oh, man, we love being part of this alliance? <laughs> I mean, if it did anything, it just brought them closer to the Big Ten, and it gave them even more cover and more reason to get to visit together. Hey, guys, what are y'all doing over there? Oh, cool. Aaron, the thing I'm impressed about is how these people keep so many secrets. I mean, it really is kind of impressive how they are able to um, keep all this under wraps. And and then it just finally came out when we were at the beach last week. And there it goes. Now, Aaron, um, 
this this Big Twelve, uh, Dennis Dodd, who is you know well known, very highly respected from CBS. I've been following this. I don't really understand why somebody from another area, PFF, what is that? Aaron Pro Football Focus. They also do stuff with college football. They're the ones reporting. Like they said, our guy. No, no, no. The where I, where I saw it was actually Greg Doyle who is a columnist for the Indianapolis newspaper. And he said, my guy, Dennis Dodd, is reporting that the Big 12 is offering six of these Pac-12 teams a place to go. Now, that very, that very may well happen, but it, it's, it's a strange it, – no, the, the, the big boys, and I'm talking about at the, the – uh, Athletic over at uh, SI, um, ESPN, the big folks who write about college football and are very plugged in are not really. Now, they've mentioned that the Big 12 might be interested, but they are not jumping all over this story. And again, Dennis Dodd had he was um, he was early on some of this stuff. The San, San Jose Mercury had the first part of this. And then Dennis Dodd had some other stuff that came along with it. So there is a lot going on in college athletics and college uh, uh, football in particular. College baseball this afternoon at 520. 5 o'clock, we'll have a visit with Kevin Lonquist, our uh, very own recruiting expert. Aaron, I'm sure, and I was texting you, and I know you were noticing these things too, over your rare three-day weekend. Aaron, taking a little time away. It was nice. Aaron, did you go on a walk or anything? Did you do anything fun during your extended time off? I did walk a little bit, but not much. Um, I basically watched a lot of TV and went uh, and saw the family on July 4th. It was nice. Anybody make anything good? Was there grilling that happened? Hamburgers and hot dogs. I had two of each. Oh, good, Aaron. That's kind of your old, the old Aaron <laughs> Sexton talking. Uh, very thin Aaron Sexton at this point, but Fourth uh, of July is a time to splurge, and uh, we are extremely fortunate to have great alley neighbors, neighbors all around us uh, who are just wonderful. And um, Aaron, we gathered around, and Robert Tipton, and. Uh, and and I mean it was it was a really good Brian Urban the Urban family Brian and Carrie Urban and there was a uh, there was some drama though Aaron last night first of all Aaron does Waco uh, does does uh, does the Central Texas now I used to go to the one at Fort Hood um, you could go to Colleen and pull off the road and see an unbelievable fireworks exhibition uh, back in the day. You just kind of get off on the service road. And although my dad, as I recall, did pull up to the guard gate and try to get us onto the onto, onto the campus there, I don't think that worked out. I think they said, no, sir, you could just turn right back around and go back out where everybody else is. But I, Aaron, does the, does, did you hear tons of fireworks? And were you able to see any from your, uh, from your uh, luxurious condos? I didn't hear a lot, and I really didn't go outside to look for fireworks that much because I can't really see. I'm in the middle of the city, so I don't see a bunch. I think with the fireworks ban that we had in McLennan County, that 
there was a lot less fireworks than there usually uh-huh. is, which is good because it scares my dog. So, yeah, I, now Aaron, I got to say, I don't remember people, and I again, I love it. I love dogs. I got Scout the the uh, the long haired dachshund. Uh, I love dogs as much as the next guy, but I, we grew up. Think about how much we pop fireworks, Aaron. Do you remember ever like worrying about a dog? Like when we were growing up, like I, I'm just amazed now. I guess it's a great trend. People care more and look out for their pets' well-being, but I've never seen so many people freaking out over, oh my dog, my dog's bothered by this. He's scared. I mean, I first of all, I don't know that there's cases of therapy out there that dogs that have heard fireworks. Maybe there are. Maybe I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to get people upset at me, but. Aaron, last night we were, and I don't know what what the rule is where we were, so I can't be too specific where we were doing this, but we were popping some fireworks. We had some nice Roman candles, uh, had some, you know, some, uh, what do you call it, sparklers for the kids, had some bottle rockets, had, you know, had a nice little display. And Aaron, I just was, you know, sitting there, observing, having a nice time watching the fireworks. Some of them were coming a little too close to me, but I didn't care. I was just enjoying it. And some man arrives on the scene and starts going crazy. One of the neighbors. I've never seen this man. Uh, He over on a different street. And that, Aaron, it's just what you were talking about. They were babysitting someone else's dogs, and it was freaking out the pups. So, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I guess, Aaron, we should just be glad that maybe the, maybe we do care more about our pets. I just don't, I don't remember when I was a kid, it never crossed my mind that Sparky or one of the various um, uh, dachshunds that we had, August, uh, Augie, Rudy, uh, or Bascom, would be bothered by fireworks. Aaron, do you remember as kids being worried about the pets? Well, I mean, we we never did fireworks in the city. We always did it either on our family's land or we would go out to the uh, dam and fire them off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know. We we just did them right there with the dogs and the kids and everybody. So uh, I don't know. But uh, good for everybody who's protecting their pets. Very, very angry scene last night. But uh, called the police. Called the police. But we everything's okay. Everybody settled down. And we just kind of stopped, stopped firing the uh, fireworks. But it is uh, <clears throat> it's a joyous time. Fourth of July, fun weekend, fun get-together, beautiful um, spreads. Last night, Aaron, we had sausage. I think Bri- uh, Brian Urban, Robert Tipton, great uh, at smoking. You always want to move next to people that are great on the grill. And so they had been uh, – they smoked a brisket, had the sausage, and then everybody else brought appetizers. And Aaron, that for us, that meant just running by the grocery store, getting a few dips, but uh, put some, put some kind of. Aaron, have you ever had the, the, uh, the appetizer where you take a big thing of brie cheese and then you pour, like, raspberry sauce over it or something like that, and you take the cracker and you get a big nice piece of that. It's got the, it's got the fruitiness, it's got the cheese. It's a nice combo, good dip, uh, works well at any gathering. Aaron, are you familiar with that? I am not. I have never had that. 
Okay. Aaron is Aaron's I, I suggested, Aaron, okay, it's your next holiday gathering. Go by, pick you up a big block of brie, and then pour some uh, raspberry sauce all over it, and I, you'll you'll be the hit. It'll be like, where, Aaron, where have you been all our lives? All right, it's the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Uh, Aaron Sexton alongside, and uh, we are rolling on. Got a big show planned for you. A couple of guests in the 5 o'clock hour, including Mitch Thompson, Baylor baseball coach. But next, Baylor's playing in a... So they're they're representing Team USA against the Italians today. Get you caught up on that and a little bit more on what's going on with college football. More realignment and things are happening as we speak. That's all next. Recently on Game Time. And we're joined now by the head football coach and athletic director at Lorena High School, Coach Trey Biles. You know, this long shark cup that's coming down from the UIL, it's awesome. I mean, winning the state championship in football was unbelievable, but to be able to across the board and, and everything from bands and cheer and one-half play and, and everything else academically and then all the way throughout your sports to be able to say you're the number one school in the state of Texas, that's an awesome feat. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. Now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. This is ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor softball adds two transfers to the roster. Amber Tovin from Arizona joins the Bears as a sophomore, and Presley Pylon from LSU joins as a redshirt sophomore to the Bears. Tiger Woods is warming up for the next week's Open Championship in a Pro-Am in Ireland. Tiger shot a 5-over-77 and sits 43rd in a field of 50 when play resumes today. Houston Astros have now won seven in a row and closing the gap on the Yankees. Alvarez walk-off bomb gave the Astros a 7-6 win over the Royals. Astros and Royals again tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Baltimore beats the Rangers in extra innings 7-6 yesterday. Game two of that series tonight at 6.05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you to Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor. Always so great. I'm missing uh, bank shots. We used to do them every Wednesday. The bank executives are a little bit too busy to do it, but I uh, love Brian Fondle, Joe Nesbitt, oh, the, uh, the CEO of Central National Bank. Big time. Great commercial bank, and we're so happy and pleased to be uh, associated with them, and uh, also their graphics department does just such a tremendous job. So we love Central National Bank and what they do, and uh, love our association with them as that continues on. We just re-upped, and we'll uh, continue to do that. Love uh, love doing that and love having that uh, presenting sponsor. Also, uh, thanks to UBO Business Services. To find out more, go to ubeo.com. Um, boy, Sean Hunt does a, uh, what a tremendous, uh, uh, friend he is and, and a great supporter of this program. And he keeps us on our toes. Aaron, the other day I said, Todd Harbor ran, I think I said, well, I used like a old school track reference and, uh, it was the, the, and Sean won this, um, the Schmaltz's trivia contest. It was the 1500, okay? So Todd Harbor ran like a 351-something in the 1500, and I had called it the mile. Anyway, Sean is one of those guys that will get you right. He'll kind of make sure you're on your toes and all of that. So very appreciative of our incredible sponsors. The list continues to grow, and then into the fall, when uh, as the flagship of Baylor football, uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. In fact, uh, that BYU game cannot wait for that. Um, thinking about going out there to Provo, and then of course that'll become a conference game the following year. Could the Big Twelve be adding teams uh, as we speak? I, Aaron, I'm I'm looking, and 
there's a lot of stuff out there right now. Some stuff, again, I want to hear more. Uh, I think these are these are kind of private discussions. The good news is that the new commissioner, Mr. Yormark, Brett Yormark, uh, we welcomed him in, and then boom, he was he was ready to roll. And so far, the feedback we're getting is that Yormark is has been great about letting people know what he doesn't know, but also some extremely um, very nice, up-to-date type approach on going about this. Has a great feel for what the streamers are going to do, some of these linear-type rights. This is not going to be your old school, let's just deal with CBS and ABC and ESPN and, um, and, and go from there. There's going to be other things that are involved. Amazon, whoever. It's going to be Netflix, people coming to the table. Now, the latest thing, and this was on this PFF College. PFF stands for Pro Football Focus. They do a ton of analytics. They break down film like nobody's business, and they become very popular. How popular? Let's see. The Pro Football College site alone, their Twitter uh, account, has 276,000 followers. Aaron, that's that's a couple more than I have, okay? So that should let you know that that's a really popular place. Now, PFF College, here's what they had uh, a couple hours ago. The Big 12 is in deep discussions, okay, quote, deep discussions to add six teams to their conference per Dennis Dodd, CBS. Dennis Dodd's been around a long time. Some of you have seen him on TV. He has um, he has a uh, he's a bald headed guy with glasses, but that he's not Paul Feinbaum. But De- Dennis has been around, very dapperly dressed, uh, quite the uh, quite quite the clothes horse, and he shows up and he usually digs in pretty hard on statements like this. The six teams that are in discussions with the Big 12, according to PFF College and Dennis Dodd, is Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. The six teams include Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. All right, and uh, and, and the graphic says the Big 12 in talks to add up to six Pac-12 teams. Now, I think a a real outside-the-box thing, Aaron, would be to try to, and it's really hard because they have grant-of-rights things, much like the reason OU and Texas are staying in the conference for so long, and they're locked into a bad and long TV deal. I mean, the more attractive... Uh, additions to the conference, and I, I, again, nothing against any of these people mentioned here. Um, Oregon and Washington are the best of of those mentioned. Utah then brings in the whole BYU connection, which is nice. The two Arizona schools. Arizona plays tremendous basketball. They would help the basketball conference. And then Colorado, that's just great comedy. Aaron, that's just. 
that's just good. That's good comedy. That's good for the soul to, to have a team that couldn't wait to get out of the Big 12 have to come back to the Big 12. Well, now, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to get to it in campus, but I just wanted to let, wanted to see what you thought about this. The uh, university released a statement from uh, Colorado University of Colorado Boulder Chancellor Phil DeStefano and Athletic Director Rick George. It said, CU Boulder supports the decision of the Pac-12 Board of Directors this morning to begin conference media rights negotiations. We are committed to the Pac-12 and look forward to being an active participant in those conversations. All right. I think that will last until they hear the number <laughs> from ESPN. That's right. That's right. They'll be off looking. People are saying a Pac-12 and a Big 12, the difference in the money they would make is somewhat negligible. Is is one of the things that I've read out there. Now let's remember though, Pac-12 losing two big time schools and losing really its flagship school in USC. It is a, a weakened conference, much like the Big 12 was. Big 12 found its footing. I think these these uh, Pac-12 schools. Aaron, I started to look and I was amazed that there was a statement out from the new Big 12 commissioner. And then this is why you always check to make sure what you're reading. And I looked to see whose Twitter account it was, Aaron, and it was Bob Trollsby. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's just somebody out there having some fun. And that's the thing you got to watch when there's big-time news going on, and then you have the people out there goofing around, just trying to have some fun. Um Oregon is the most interesting. They they bring so much to the table in terms of the whole Phil Knight thing, in terms of some of their history, how good they've been in recent years, I'd say over the past 10 years or so, and the fact they've been to the college football playoff. I mean, Aaron, when you start thinking about the CFP and obviously the, the uh, only teams from the Big 12, to have been are, uh, are the Oklahoma Sooners. Baylor and TCU came close in 2014. I'm trying to remember, Aaron, CFP-wise, who from the Pac-12 has been other than Oregon. Now, Oregon, you say, when did Oregon do it? Well, that year Zeke was playing for Ohio State, and uh, Oregon and Ohio State met in the uh, in the national championship game i believe that was in dallas 2000 circa 2000 well that might have been actually the year baylor and tcu didn't get in that might have been how was it that long ago now it might have been 2015 anyway i'm just trying to think how long zeke's now been in the no he got drafted in 2016 so that would have been the year 2016 the the I, what i'm getting at is the pac 12 does not have that much, um, you know, as far as representation in the CFP, it just rarely, if ever, happens. Aaron, let's think through this. Who else has been to the college football playoff from that conference? Did Chris Peterson nearly get Washington there one year? 
did I don't think Washington got in, did they? I don't believe so. And obviously, as far as group of five schools, Cincinnati was the first one to get in, and that was just this past season. They'll be Big 12 members. So it's not you're not getting schools with great recent history. I would just say if you get Oregon, that Oregon is a what you would call just a sexy enough name and school and just everything about them. In, when when Baylor got really good in the Bryles era, they were trying to somewhat emulate Oregon. Same thing with basketball. Oregon was the first team to have those neon yellow um, uh, uniforms. Baylor did it not that long afterwards. And Baylor got a lot of attention out of that. I don't think it was a bad decision, but I do think some of that came from Oregon. Interestingly, Oregon and Baylor have a nice relationship. Uh, Scott Drew and the the longtime coach at Oregon have just, uh, Dana Altman, seem to have a great relationship, and they like to play each other. Uh, And and just for whatever reason, there seems to be, you know, a, a, a relationship there. Right now, Aaron, publicly, Pac-12, as you said, their leftovers are banding together. All we have is each other, is the message that they're sending each other at this point. All we have is the ability to lean on each other. and But privately, much like the Big 12 was doing, and I'm not picking on anybody because it's what they should have been doing, is, you know, Tech and TCU and Baylor and others were either listening to calls or reaching out to people to see what was out there. The Pac-12 is doing that as we speak. How far are these negotiations with the six schools? And then, Aaron, think about what that would look like. For a couple of years, if Texas and OU were still around, this would this would be kind of insane. This would be a 20-team league. When they leave, it would be an 18-team league. Aaron, um, the Big Ten with these additions, gets up to what? 16? UCLA and USC are 14. I'm just trying to do the math on all this. So basically, if if they did take these six teams, the Big 12 would go from 10 teams to 18 teams. The four new teams, gosh, plus 16. Isn't that amazing, Aaron? So eight. it would be an 18-team league. And you say, how do you schedule that? It's a great question. You, you basically, each team has a couple of rivals that they play every year, okay, home and away, every single year, and then over time, you devise a way to play each other, I don't know, at least once every four or five years. It's a little bit hard to schedule out something like that because when it gets that big, it gets unwieldy. I wouldn't blame them for doing it, because the SEC and the Big Ten are in the process of breaking away and and putting together what you would refer to as super teams or super leagues. And, Aaron, you know a little bit about this because of soccer. Now, we can talk more about this in-campus confidential, but I had a, uh, a great lunch today with, uh, with somebody that, that's in the know on a lot of this stuff. And that's one of the things we were talking about is you have to combat, if you're the Big 12, 
something you're already seeing happening. Aaron, in, in all these stories being written right now, what are they saying? They're calling it the big two. The big two. So in a lot of ways, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12 have just already been eliminated from the discussion because it's all about the SEC in the Big Ten. Now, not to us. We're the Baylor flagship station. I mean, I'm a Baylor alum. Aaron's a huge Baylor uh, fan, has lived in the area his whole life. It, we're going to still care about Baylor no matter what. But what the conference needs to do is find a way to at least try to make it the big three, to put a product together and, and, and to get very aggressive in this next uh, TV rights deal and streaming deal, get so aggressive that you can't help but acknowledge uh, basically the Big 12 is the third conference. But this whole thing about Power 5, I'm sorry, it's leaving. It's gone. The train's leaving. And right now, if you listen to most everybody out there, especially the national media, it is called the Big 2. And I think the, I think the Big 12 has to do whatever it can to combat that. And I think that's very important. We'll continue to talk about it. Love this. Cannot wait to do this throughout the afternoon. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. Camp, and a reminder, um, Kevin Longquist at 5 o'clock. Mitch Thompson, Baylor baseball coach, brand new, joins us at 520. All right, all of that coming up next. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Baylor will dribble out the clock. A dominant performance on the road in a hostile environment in Ames. 87 to 62, the final score. And as the clock hits zero, the Bears are the Big 12 champions in this 2021-2022 season. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I missed my mama's call a while ago. Hello. Hey, guess what you're on? If I'm on commercial again, I don't come cheap. Well, uh, I can't afford you. What you want? <laughs> 
Hey, tell them we do foundation repair, Mama. Oh, they do foundation repair. Great workers. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't do it right. You can call my mama at 254-749-2183. Absolutely. Hi, Mama. Love you. Got to go. So you can give us a call at 254-235-4922. Or you can call my mama or and complain. Visit us at vixajimmy.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at Nitchi Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchi Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers. And you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchi Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchi Group at 1-800-258-8302. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor softball adds two transfers to the roster. Amber Tovin from Arizona joins the Bears as a sophomore, and Presley Pylant from LSU joins as a redshirt sophomore to the Bears. Tiger Woods is warming up for the next week's Open Championship in a pro-am in Ireland. Tiger shot a 5-over-77 and sits 43rd in a field of 50 when play resumes today. Houston Astros have now won seven in a row and closing the gap on the Yankees. Alvarez walk-off bomb gave the Astros a 7-6 win over the Royals. Astros and Royals again tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Baltimore beats the Rangers in extra innings 7-6 yesterday. Game two of that series tonight at 6:05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it is Campus Confidential. And we uh, we really get into it here and uh, try to cover everything going on. And during what can be a sleepy time in uh, in, in covering college athletics, Things got cranked up last week. You can't take a vacation. I mean, it just, boom, everything just happens. And USC and uh, and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten has just kind of lit everything on fire, and now it's a free-for-all. And the Pac-12, Aaron, uh, going to the table to start <laughs> negotiating. I mean, what a sad deal to announce that you're going to go try to negotiate a TV deal. And the, uh, the, the, 
the TV networks are so excited. They're like, yes, do it. Oh, yeah, we'll meet you there. Oh, guys, we'll provide all the facilities, the food, everything. Don't you worry, man. We can't wait to do this. Aaron, I'll turn it over to you. The Big 12 is involved in deep discussions to add multiple Pac-12 programs as a way to shore up its membership in the wake of USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Sources told CBS Sports. At least four teams are being considered with the potential for the Big 12 to add two more as realignment continues out. The four schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah were mentioned specifically with Oregon and Washington also in the mix as being possibly added. Everything is on the table, quote, said one Big 12 source, and another Big 12 source said there's no question that the Big 12 is going to be aggressive in expansion. Despite the Big 12's attempts, as Matt said, the Pac-12 released a statement today saying it would immediately begin negotiations on its next TV contract. The University of Colorado issued a statement from their chancellor and athletic director saying they are committed to the Pac-12, much like the statement they released that they were committed to the Big 12 before they left for the Pac-12 many years ago. But there's a lot of moving parts to it. Um, Dennis Dodd's story basically says what you said, that Pac-12 is trying to keep it together. They may still add schools, but there's not really anything for them to add, I don't think. I would be shocked if any schools from any major conferences left, and that leaves you with Boise State and San Diego State that don't add value to your contract. So we'll see. I, you know, the if, only if I had to guess, I, would... I think that they will add at least two schools from the Pac-12 before the end of the week. Wow. Aaron uh, making a prediction that the Big 12 might add. I just got to throw this out. Aaron, these ACC teams that are locked into this bad deal, like if you could somehow extricate yourself from that, I mean, the, the, these TV and streaming uh, networks run everything. Why couldn't they get to the, you know, like, I just wish the Big 12 could add Miami, Florida State, Clemson, some of that group. I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, a Pac-12's got to be thinking the same thing. What if we could go get Clemson or a Blue Blood? And by the way, any thought that, oh, that wouldn't work. Well, that's out the window. I mean, you got Rutgers and USC in the same conference. <laughs> there, nobody cares where you are anymore. And I hate it. I mean, I hate it for all the regional stuff. I mean, Aggies hate it because they loved, they had their own thing in the SEC, and the, the University of Texas couldn't stand it. They couldn't stand it. Oh, we got to be with the Aggies. We got to go be with them. <laughs> and um, the whole thing is an absolute mess. Now, the administrators, the presidents, the 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 you know, this is a this is just a flat out. They'll say it's stability, academics. What a joke! What a joke! Do you think the USC and UCLA at the table when they're doing this? I, I read that stuff, Aaron. They're acting like, the, oh, my gosh, we'll be associated with the Big Ten. Well, what about Cal Berkeley? What about Stanford? Are those like, did I miss something? Are those poor academic schools? I don't think the Pac-12 had any problems academically. Well, and we don't know the timeline, but I would be willing to bet money that the, as the alliance was being formed, the Big Ten was already 
working to add USC and UCLA. <laughs> like, basically just lulled them to sleep and then took their best two schools. Yeah, either either that, way, I mean, it's still, that happened still to a pretty commissioner. shady. Yeah. That happened to one of our old commissioner buddies. It did. But, you know, Bob had been around forever. Poor George Klevikoff walks out of some casino or wherever he was hanging out, like Wynn or MGM, wherever Klevikoff was hanging off, uh, Klevikoff, and, and, and the boy, just boom, boom, he gets slapped upside the head, almost like one of those prize fights he would have been a part of. Now, the man who has been in tar- charge with running that Barclays Center and, and bringing the events and putting the Brooklyn Nets together and doing all that mess, whatever else he's, he was doing. Your mark was, I mean, he's been a man about town. He's been involved in so many different things. And now he's involved in the Big 12. Aaron, can you imagine? He would never say it. And I'm sure his deal takes care of him no matter what happens. He's got all sorts of clauses that protect him. But can you imagine saying, yeah, I'm going to go try this. I'm going to go try to be a, 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 a commissioner of the Big 12. And like two days later, the entire landscape of college football looks different. Everything has changed. Now you don't know what the Big 12 will look like. You don't know what the Pac-12 is going to look like. ACC looks dead. I mean, it, it, everything has changed. Everything changed with Texas and OU. In some weird ways, this feels even more seismic because the Texas OU thing was more regional. Yes, it left a lot of us hanging. It left the Baylors and Texas Tech and the TCU hanging. But the Big Ten, you know, they what it did to them is said, uh-oh, uh-oh, we got to get stronger. Now, still sitting out there is the bell of the ball. The... The one that everybody always wants. The one that loves to play hard to get. And that is the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame still sitting out there. Now, I love, Aaron, that people that pretend to be in the know are like, okay, they can't do it anymore, any longer. They can't hold out. Now Notre Dame has to join a conference. Yeah. yeah, they've only held off doing that for about 100 years now. But Notre Dame's going to stop everything and go join a conference because they can't stand not to be in the Big Ten. There's nobody. I mean, the thing about Notre Dame you got to remember is either a non-expanded playoff or an expanded playoff. They've got about the same ability to get there as everybody else. Now, Brian Kelly left there because he thought it would be, he thought he would have the more resources to get to the championship game and win a national championship at LSU. Now, that's a fun, nice thing to say, but it really comes down to they they ponied up a huge amount of money, and Brian Kelly wanted to go see if he could win at that, at that top level. But I don't understand, Aaron, why people suddenly think, first of all, the only reason Notre Dame might ever consider it is because kind of like the University of Texas had in the Big 12, one of these conferences might give them carte blanche. What does that mean? Well, it just means that they're a big enough brand and a big enough draw to call their shot. And that's why, you know, if you're the Big 12, you at least need to be in touch. 
you at least need to be ready to swing. If I were the Pac-12 and I had the TV networks ready to talk to me about an exclusive window, I would be doing everything in the world to be grabbing people. Um, and I'm not talking about Boise State. Uh, I'm not talking about San Diego State and these other people, SMU or any of that. I'm talking about you're trying to get people from other conferences and you're trying to take some enormous swing at, at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not going to do that because Notre Dame, they've got a nice relationship with the ACC and all their other uh, their sports. But, Aaron, I don't know how you do it. Like, how does Notre Dame go to the Big Ten, yet what's the ACC going to do to them? You know, do, does part of their grant of rights, like, I, I just don't know exactly what Notre Dame would owe in exit fees if they left the ACC. Something tells me they've been smart enough not to tie their, themselves to the ACC for a long time. In fact, I would think they would almost have like a year-to-year type agreement with the ACC. Aaron, do you think this latest round of conference realignment, conference bingo, do you think Notre Dame will end up in a conference? I do. I think that, I mean, they're getting $15 million a year from C- from NBC, the Big Ten's talking about $100 million before adding Notre Dame's brand per school. I, th- I think the money difference will be too big. Now, uh, I do have another story that just came out. Sports Illustrated, Pat Forte, Forty, excuse me, said a source with knowledge of the school's plans said that Notre Dame, their plan is to remain independent. Now, that could change if either the college football playoff or the ACC were to collapse, but as of now, Notre Dame is planning on staying an independent, according to a new story from Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty. You think uh, you think President Livingstone is regretting not pursuing the Big Twelve uh, commissioner role about now or head of the NCAA? You think she's pretty pleased that she has a long extension at Baylor, Aaron? I think so, yeah. Wow. I think she likes it here first and foremost, but yeah, I mean, this everything else is just dumpster fire right now. I think she really wanted to stay here because she likes coming on with us. And yep. even though occasionally she'll do internet programs, little kind of internet fan sites and stuff, but I uh I love having her, and she's been so incredibly gracious to us. Um, even uh, recently, when we, we had her on over at the world famous Baylor Club. All right, Aaron, we got time. Uh, Longquist can wait a minute or two. You got any more you wanted to share? I do, and it's something that uh, Kevin will probably get to, but Baylor received their 22nd commitment for the 2023 class yesterday, and it was a big one. It was Arlington Lamar offensive tackle Isaiah Robinson. He is ranked by 24-7 Sports as the number 11 offensive tackle in the country and the number 82 overall prospect in the country. He uh, shows Baylor over offers from pretty much everyone, including LSU, Auburn, Florida State, Texas A&M, and Texas. So a big pickup, and the recruiting hot streak for Baylor football continues. Wow. 
Now, is this the young man? Now, say is Arlington Lamar. Say his name again. Isaiah Robinson. Yes. The, you know, this is a guy that also is kind of a Renaissance man. Very well rounded. Does the uh, Aaron? I don't know if you saw Kevin Longquist's story on him, but is uh, in drama. Does a lot of theater, and has done been in a lot of musicals and plays. And he was very interested in Baylor's theater program. Over there at the Hooper Schaefer School, I, I used to go over there just to have our fraternity meeting. I don't think I ever took any classes over there. But Hooper Schaefer, I like that, Aaron. Don't you like a well-rounded young man like that? I do. I think he fits in well at Baylor. Do you know who else loved drama that came out of Arlington Lamar High School back in the day? A Baylor star. Do you know who else was uh, loved a little drama? Who's that? J.J. Joe. Former former Arlington Lamar great. I was giving him a hard time yesterday, Aaron. I don't know if he ever took theater class, but I was just saying he also enjoyed some drama. Uh, but, hey, Isaiah Robinson, welcome to Baylor University. He's committed. What did you say, Aaron? Is it 22 commits? Yes. All right. I have this in my rankings. I've now got Baylor at number six in the country, according to my rankings. Aaron, do I have rankings? <laughs> I don't no, know. No, we'll Just ask. Uh, according to we'll, – oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah. We'll, 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 I think 247 has Baylor at seven or eight right now, depending on – whether the new commitment is added. I think when you add the new commitment from the Office of Lineman from Arlington Martin, they have them ranked seventh right now. All right, good deal. Good stuff, Aaron. It is time for Lonquist, our recruiting expert. And the man also has lots of opinions on what's going to become of this new and hopefully improved Big 12. It's all next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Your Drive in Waco. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
in Texas, it's not summer without a foot race in the park. Especially when you're at a ballpark and three giant dots with feet are racing and suddenly you're on your feet cheering and shouting encouragements even though you aren't sure those dots have ears. But it doesn't matter because you're lost in the joy of being at a ball game and taking part in what has been a local tradition for 50 summers. Yeah, it's not summer without Texas Rangers baseball. Summer with us at TexasRangers.com. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one -on -one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Thank you, Central National Bank. Thank you for what you do. And uh, thank you for being one of the top commercial banks in the state of Texas. And uh, just the uh, creme de la creme of, uh, of society and just uh, unbelievable uh, uh, folks who have... Uh, Worked for this country for generations, both in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere, uh, that families that own the bank. Unbelievable. Now, this guy also, creme de la creme, uh, all, a SMU graduate and a man who's getting ready to go on vacation. Kind of like, Kevin, this is uh, Kevin Longquist joining us from Rivals.com. I mean, it's enough of a story for you that Baylor continues to do really well in recruiting. But lo and behold, last week, USC and UCLA up and leave the Pac-12, and we've been thrown into realignment chaos again. Now, story today out there, Dennis Dodd, that the Big 12 is talking to members of the Pac-12. Now, what, Kevin, you always have great thoughts on these things. In, what does your gut tell you right now that the Big 12 will 
be willing to expand quickly, or do you think they'll end up standing pat with the uh, new schools that will arrive in 2023? Well, I think what it'll depend on, Matt, is what kind of further discussions or reports kind of leak out during the course of the week. If it becomes more serious that these discussions have become more and more intense, uh, then, yeah, I think you could see it. I mean, look, look at the way the, the Big 12 responded last year and the lessons that it took from the Texas and Oklahoma departures and how proactive they were. Because what Texas, we found out that Texas and Oklahoma were leaving right about late July of last year. And then the Big 12 had their four new members announced by, what was it, middle of September or something like that? Does that sound about right? Early October or whatever it was. I remember when you and I were at the presser when Bob Bowlesby and Mac Rhodes were there and Baylor talking about this. I want to say it was like late September. But having yeah. said all that, I think you could see a time frame like this. But let this week kind of flush out a little bit more in terms of what reports are out there. As for the schools, of course, you've got Arizona, Arizona State. Uh, and then Washington, excuse me, uh, Colorado and Utah, which makes sense. Obviously, Colorado was a former Big 12 member, and you get the Denver market back potentially, and you have a chance to get into Phoenix and get those two Arizona schools out of there, which, by the way, people might forget that Arizona and Arizona State were the last members of the uh, Pac-12 edition until uh, you had, Col- until you had uh, Colorado and, jo- and uh, Utah join. But I think you start with those four, and you get from your regional base. Does it offer you a ton of markets? Not really. I think it would all depend on how much you want to approach Oregon and Washington in this. And if you do, and if it's, and I'm sure Oregon and Washington will kind of watch this from afar and say, if they get these four, the Arizona schools, Utah, and Colorado, is that enough for us to want to make the move to join the Big 12? Or do we want to wait and see if the Big 10 really wants to go after, let's just say for what it is, the Seattle and Portland markets, and then we'll go from there. I will say this. If we see great movements of that, these talks are getting serious to the point where dates are being thrown out about you know their possible membership and all that sort of thing, I think the Pac-12 is cooked. And it's a shame because remember the Pac-12 had made the announcement last year that they were going to stand pat in their uh, the way they were looking at the conference and the future of it. And they had BYU sitting right there. And BYU has a tremendous history of playing all those Pac-12 schools. And that just made it open season for the Big 12 to get them. And now that the I think BYU opens the door for, for the Big 12 to go get these schools and try and bring them on board. Yeah, that's fascinating. BYU... Uh, even though there's some hatred, that's the holy war between Utah and BYU. We know a lot of these schools, I mean, USC and UCLA in the end couldn't couldn't leave without each other. And they may love right. beating each other, but UT and OU are tied together. They knew they couldn't mm-hmm. do it without the other. And so right. uh, in some ways, Utah and BYU, to a little bit of a lesser extent, you know, have a similar relationship. I I really wish we could get the ACC has such a bad TV deal, and their grant mm-hmm. of rights are, are so tough. But when you really think about it, those would be more attractive additions. If, you're gonna, if this is going to turn into the Wild West and suddenly the Big 12 has a little bit of leverage, I mean, I find it fascinating. We thought the Big 12 was dead, and then they had these four schools. And then now um, I, I think um, 
I think they're in the third position. Don't you, I mean, would you agree with that? It's the uh, SEC, then the Big Ten, and now the Big 12. And, I mean, it's just fascinating that they were sitting there looking like, were they even going to be able to make a conference uh, only mm-hmm. nine, ten months ago? And, and now they're in, the I think, the third position. Yeah, everyone. It's kind of like the reality of it. Kind of like the uh, the gold medal bronze uh, situation. I think the the Big Twelve understands that it, it can be happy as the uh, the bronze medal winner if you if you want to look at it like that. And yeah, they're in a position where because of the fact that they were proactive and brought those other schools on last year who are inside of a year of joining July first of twenty twenty three, now they're in a position where they can start to deal from a position of strength. I mean, the Big Twelve is is postured better than the Pac twelve is. And look, Matt, every move that we've seen, whether you can even talk about Texas A&M and Missouri going back that far or Nebraska, what have all these conference realignments movements, what have they shown us? Everyone wants to go east and, and true to form, USC and UCLA. Does it make sense that the Big, 12, that the Big Ten is going to go into Los Angeles? Not really. I and mean, then the Rose Bowl is going to look a heck of a lot different over the, over the next couple of years when those two join in two years. But – you had the idea of where you had Oregon and Washington were wanting to go east. And I think that anyone that – and the reason – but I also – and the Big 12 is saying we're in a better position ge- geographically than the Pac-12 is. The Pac-12 is kind of stuck because they're in this – they're more of a re- – they're kind of – because we've become more global, if you will, or national probably the better word, but national to put these conferences together, these super conferences together – that the Pac-12 doesn't have anywhere else to go. And so if the Pac-12 looks at their their expansion ideas as potentially like a San Diego State or Fresno State or something like that, that's not going to help their case. It'll just keep them parked on the West Coast without trying to expand themselves to the East. And the furthest East they could go is maybe like Colorado State or anything else, because that's not, but that's not going to be attractive enough for them to be a big player in future college athletics. I, I just have to laugh thinking about what you just said. It used to be enough for us, didn't it? It used to be like right. Arkansas was far, the far, you know, the longest uh, trip or going out to right. Lubbock or whatever. We used to love the regional aspect of college football. And now it's, um, it's just, I, I love reading back over the history. You know, they, they almost formed. And I'm sure you've read this story too. Back in the 19, what was this, 60s or 70s, 70s? They almost mm-hmm. did like an airplane conference and, yeah. and like had like the service academies. And I mean, it was it was really going to be interesting. And this predated the uh, uh, it was when the air travel started to get there, but it predated what became the Pac-12. It was whatever right. the Pacific Coastal League was. And then it became the Pac-12. But they almost thought about doing something a little bit like this 40 or 50 years ago. Uh, because of travel and everything like this, I think what we've learned is, I mean, you know, people can say, oh, academics or this or that, but it's about maximizing your dollars. It's about right. getting the stability. And for, for a school like Texas, it's about the prestige. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it For a while, it loved being the big fish in a small pond. And at some point, I just don't think you could live with that anymore. It, you know, it's like we, we got to go – I, even though now, of course, they're going to be a big fish in a huge pond, you know, and so they will be a smaller fish by the very virtue of, of what this thing will look like. So I don't, you know, they they may live to regret it, but their egos won't. 
because in their egos tell them we have to be the biggest, baddest in the land at all times. And that's mm-hmm. why they had to make this move other than the money. And the money always, of course, drives everything. Well, the other thing I will say, too, is let's just go back to this, you know, where how this impacts Baylor, because let's just say for the sake of discussion, you bring those four schools, the Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado. I don't think that impacts Baylor in its pursuit of trying to be one of the alpha programs in the conference. I mean, Utah probably could have make an argument because of what it's done in, over the years, of course, uh, that sort of thing, having some great success over uh, under Kyle Winningham. But the Arizona schools have been okay, nothing extraordinary. Colorado's been down the last several years, minus a bowl game here and there. But I don't think it impacts Baylor in terms of what it wants to try and do and what it aspires to be. It strengthens it. I think what would also help is the fact that, you know, because of where Baylor is positioned geographically in this new conference, I think it absolutely strengthens them from that standpoint because they're kind of like, well, heart of Texas, but, I mean, they're right in the middle of, how this new league could look it already they already kind of look are looking at that right now and so nothing changes as far as i'm concerned as how baylor views itself getting these four teams if that these four schools if that's what happens yeah it's interesting that baylor is really trying to become um what oregon became i mean you know mm-hmm. a team that's somewhat on the fringe but that, that that shows up at the big dance every now and then, and, uh, Great and obviously, yeah, yeah. So I and I even I, earlier I used that example, even thinking about the uniforms. Uh, Oregon mm-hmm. was the first to have the flashy, crazy, uh, fluorescent uniforms. Baylor went down that path. So I think I think mm-hmm. Oregon has always been a team that Baylor. Now maybe more during the Bryles era. I don't quite think Aranda wakes up every day thinking about can we get some of these metallic helmets that pop a little bit more <laughs> on TV uh, that doesn't really right. fit his persona as or much the flat it, black helmets too yeah so, <laughs> they don't yeah. I don't think they're thinking about that uh, last thing I had for you uh, Kev we got the Mitch Thompson coming on next by the way uh, new Baylor baseball there you go. so uh, but I I did want you to sound off on these last couple of recruits since we talked this uh, Robinson, Isaiah Robinson, Arlington Lamar, I loved what you wrote about him in the, uh, the fact that he's a well-rounded guy, loves uh, theater, and, and you mm-hmm. even mentioned Hooper Schaefer, brought back some memories for me. I, I used to stop by that building from time to time, not to, uh, not to be in any plays. Our fraternity met over there. But it was uh, it, it brought back some good memories thinking about that. Uh, I understand, Kevin. Put this in perspective for me. Somebody suggested that this might have been one of the highest rated offensive linemen Baylor's ever landed. Does that is that an accurate statement? And it, I'm sure that's kind of hard to quantify. But is that oh, is that dear. somewhat accurate? Yeah, uh, I mean it's one of them. I mean, I mean JP Urquides was a was a Rivals 250 kid back in 2016. I guess if you if, if you want to count that because of what you know where he was at uh, before he decommitted and was let go and all that stuff. Um, you know Blake Blackmar, I think he was a was a three star as well if memory serves. Um, that, that's what. But yeah, this is one of the highest offensive line. I, I won't say he's the highest rated because he's not on our. 250 there, but I'm going to say that, you know, this is, it it was a great pickup for them to get somebody like this um, because of his, 
you know, it, it came down to really between them and Cal. You know, he, had, he did have a, a pretty robust offer list, but I think he was a little bit more uh, – more. it really came down to the Bears and the Bears, actually. <laughs> and uh, I, I think he really liked Waco, and it was more of his speed. By the way, before I get into that further, I was thinking of uh, – trying to remember, Spencer Drangle was, was rated higher way back in the day of 2011, uh, just yeah. for perspective on that. Uh, but anyway – He's a great offensive. He's a great offensive tackle. I think Baylor feels really good about the way this all came down. And I think what spear, what spurred it for him, uh, for Isaiah Robinson, was when he visited at that visited with the theater arts program, met with a couple of the professors, talked about what his opportunities would be there, and because he he could flat out sing. I've not I've never heard him sing before, but I know that it's it's a great passion of his. He's on the show. He was on the show choir term. Uh, show choir for Lamar high school over in Arlington was traveling quite a bit during the spring too. And so it's a passion of his. And I think the one thing that Baylor always wants to make sure is if football is football, but when they talk about person over player, so the mantra that you've heard me say before, and you've heard it before too, Matt, is you want to give all of your athletes the opportunity to pursue their dreams outside of the football field. And if he was pretty comfortable with with what Baylor had to offer from a fine arts program, then Robinson did what he was supposed to do. And, of course, now he can dazzle everybody on two stages, as I mentioned in the story. He can do it at McLean Stadium. And of course, he can do it uh, <laughs> uh, on the on the stage over at Baylor, too, in the performing arts. I, I would love to watch him perform at some point when he gets on campus next year. Well, I'm going to go over to Arlington Lamar, watch a uh, on-campus performance. See, I, I bet the man, even though he's a huge uh, uh, youngster, I bet he's light on his feet, got some good feet, good agility, and uh, can dance around the stage. Excited to see him. Kevin, always exciting. Let me know when you're going to be on the beach. Always love to call you when you're out there by the water. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, already got your book. Appreciate you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Kevin Longquist. We got to run because Mitch Thompson, Baylor's new baseball coach, is next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. 
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Baylor softball adds two transfers to the roster. Amber Tovin from Arizona joins the Bears as a sophomore, and Presley Pyland from LSU joins as a redshirt sophomore to the Bears. Tiger Woods is warming up the next week's Open Championship in a Pro-Am in Ireland. Tiger shot a 5-over-77 and sits 43rd in a field of 50 when play resumes today. Houston Astros have now won seven in a row and closing the gap on the Yankees. Alvarez walk-off bomb gave the Astros a 7-6 win over the Royals. Astros and Royals again tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Baltimore beats the Rangers in extra innings 7-6 yesterday. Game two of that series tonight at 6.05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll have to find out what music Mitch wants in the future. We need a Mitch Thompson show right here, his weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show. I'm going to lobby for this while I have him. Uh, Mitch, good to have you. Good to visit with you. Uh, I kind of waited my turn because, you know, you've known some of these people a little bit longer than you've known me, so I understand that. And But I, uh, I've i been very excited to get to visit with you and uh, – it was really fun seeing you down there at the uh, at the news conference. Have you? Uh, I appreciate you being on with us. Hey, I'm glad to be here and uh, glad to glad to get a chance to talk with you. I'm I am kind of making my rounds, J Mo, and then Barfield and and you, and so here we go. But uh, no, we're excited to be here. And by the way, I'm a classic rock guy, Matt. So uh, that that's probably what we'll have to go with the classic rock. Any uh, particular, uh, uh, as far as in the classic rock uh, genre there, any particular uh, leanings that you have that would be good if we put something together for you? Is there any uh, one particular oh, band? You, you know, I'm a, I'm a Boston Journey um, <laughs> a 38 Special type guy. How about that? <laughs> I, didn't, I was waiting to hear Survivor. I didn't know, man. I love that Journey. Yeah, that's kind of good. Giving, we'll... Kind of giving giving away my age a little bit, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that predated a little bit. It doesn't sound like you went through a heavy metal stage. You know, I'm I'm just a tad bit younger than you, and of course, some of my buddies went through that whole Motley Crue, Guns and Roses, all that kind of thing. It sounded like you may have 
you may have decided to skip that uh, that particular. And by the way, if you did, I think that's a smart move. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a headbanger, Matt. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. not a death metal guy, Mitch Thompson. I'm glad we. I'm glad we covered that. Now, Mitch, while we're talking, there may be another school in the Big Twelve. Okay, I'll let you know if anything happens. This is uh, amazing. <laughs> you know, we. You're probably like me, trying to learn about this new commissioner and like, okay, what's this gonna be gonna be like? Uh, your market. And then suddenly, the I think one day after we celebrate the poor guy, there's all this uh, upheaval in in uh, in college athletics. Uh, are are you? Uh, do you continue to be amazed at at how much of this realignment and how things are uh, the landscape of college athletics is sort of changing before our very eyes? It really is, isn't it? I mean, uh, history history is changing. Yeah, almost daily. It seems like. Uh, you know, uh, years and years of, of conference affiliations and, and switching up and changing. But, you know, it just makes me thankful here, here at Baylor. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful to be at a place where we've got great leadership and our people are really in the, in the room helping to make the decisions on what's best for not only our school, but our conference. And so, you know, with uh, Dr. Livingstone and with, and with Mac uh, Rhodes, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're going to be taken care of, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here worried about it. I'm just waiting for him to tell us what's happening. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have time to be worried about what's going. What's what might happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a fascinating process. Now, congratulations, by the way, on your staff. We were all wanting you just to go ahead and give us all the information your first day. Like, okay, tell us who your staff's going to be. Um, you know, Zach Dillon is a name very familiar to Baylor fans. Um, uh, and then I, I ran into a, a guy the other day that somehow had coached Leverton, you know, your new pitching coach at some point, mm-hmm. and they had crossed paths back in the day. And uh, I think when he got to Double A AA or Triple A, uh, it's just it's fascinating how these things go full circle. Mitch, was it? I, I bet you had all sorts of calls. Hey, Mitch, I'm ready to get into coaching, or I'm I'm ready to I'm ready for this next jump. I, how how quickly did you decide on the guys that you chose and what was that was that a whirlwind did it did you know like really quickly what was that process like yeah i think that anytime you're getting uh getting ready to get hired you need to have kind of a group of guys together that hey these are be my top three or four guys that i'd think would would maybe fit into the pitching coach job or the hitting coach recruiting coordinator job and and so, yeah, I had, I had a list uh, of, of guys put together that, you know, uh, I, I would contact or, you know, that I would think would have interest in the position. Uh, but, but I, I got exactly who I wanted. I'll just tell you that right now. Um, uh, and, and I've got the two guys that we definitely want on this staff. I've got the, I got the guys that I think are going to be fit the best with our players, fit the best with state of Texas and recruiting and, uh, and I just know that, that 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 their heart is really into this. I mean, they want to be really good at what they're doing, and and they are. And so, uh, with 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 James Leverton and Zach Dillon, I couldn't have gotten any better, in my opinion. I love what I got. Well, with James Leverton, watching him over the years and watching the growth and coaching, he's with you at MCC. Goes out there to Arkansas, Little Rock. Uh, you you talked about his recruiting. You'll think he'll be incredible at that as well. But what it, from just a, a pure like pitching perspective, uh, what what is it about his approach 
that fit really well with you. Now, part of it is they have to know you want guys around you that know exactly what you want, and you've put that together. But what what is it? How has he kind of formed his own philosophy, maybe even separate from his time with you over the past uh, five years or so? Well, yeah, no, James James has, has continued just to develop as a pitching guy for sure, but he but he definitely had a had a thought process, and the thing that he gets is that not everybody's the same, and uh, so you know we're going to take kids' strengths and try and maximize those, try and minimize their weaknesses, and and just uh, you know help each guy to become the most effective guy on the mound that that's possible, and that's what he's done. I've seen him do it, and uh, you know he's a great communicator. The guys are going to really be impressed with him. He's really involved in their everyday throwing, you know, program. I mean, he'll be out there watching them long toss. He'll be out there watching them with their flat grounds. He'll be talking with the guys and, and just, you know, it's not just bullpen game or, or inter squad games when he's really into it, he'll be into it every day. So um, he's just a really good communicator and he knows what good looks like. And uh, you know, that's, that's part of the battle is that, you know, um, he'll be able to see a guy and, and he'll immediately come up with a comp, a comparison that he played with or played against in professional baseball and say, this guy reminds me of this player that I saw in professional baseball in the minor leagues or in the big leagues. And these are some of the things that this guy does because of how his arm works. Let's try this with this guy. His, his, uh, his comparison group of players in his head uh, would rival any major league scout. And uh, you know, the, the year that I scouted professionally coming up with a pair comp was probably the most difficult thing for me. Uh, because I hadn't watched as much professional baseball, minor leagues baseball, you know, as 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 probably that required for that job. I I could make a comp with, hey, this guy reminds me of this really good college player, and this is who what round he went in the draft. But I I did wasn't as good at the at the pro stuff. James is really good at the pro stuff, and because he is, then he can pull up some videos of guys and hey, this is look at look how your arm works and look how this guy's arm works and. I think he gets instant credibility with the guys just on, on being able to see who they are and who they can become. And so uh, the, our pitchers are going to be really blessed to have him have him with them. It's going to be fun. Mitch Thompson joining the Matt Mosley Show, Baylor's new baseball coach, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, I used to see Dayton Moore, by the way, over at uh, in, outside of Surprise, the Wigwam Resort, I think, was right down the road. And you'd see mm-hmm. that was a fascinating to be there during spring training. And I guess you probably got used to seeing all those people, but I always loved the gathering. I mean, you just never knew. Steve Garvey might walk by. You know, I just kind of liked being out there. Uh, and I was covering the Rangers at the time. And uh, I just I love the fact of you never knew, like, what uh, Tony Fernandez – join the Rangers at some point. And, I mean, these were just such, like, heroes, amazing people to see. Uh, Greg Maddox just walking around, you know, to be able to go to dinner maybe and see those people. That that year with the Royals, um, what what did that do for you? Like, did it – obviously, you had – you've been around a lot of people. You've sent a ton of people to the majors. But seeing it from that side – was that a was that a really important year for you? Even though you know, obviously, it wasn't a huge part of your career. Oh, it definitely was, and um, you know the lessons that I learned from it, and um, you know, no question, no question, a huge impact on me because I see the game from a whole different side now. Um, you know, I uh, 
I always saw it from the college baseball side, and then I saw it from the professional baseball side, and uh, it it gave me a uniqueness. I think it it gives me a unique, you know, a unique career path. I mean, how many how many guys? I used to tell guys when I was over at MCC, how many guys have coached 23 years in Division One baseball, 22 in the SEC and Big 12 conference, um, but also been a major league scout and drafted a first round draft pick. Uh, you know, there are not many guys that have done that, and so. Um, you know, it just, it just gave me a whole nother perspective on the game. And, uh, I learned, a, I learned a ton just by listening to, to the other scouts and the other people that I was communicating with. And, and it also gave me a lot of confidence too, that, you know, um, that I, I, I knew pretty much what I was looking at and, uh, because they, you know, they, we ended up drafting five of my guys that year and, uh, and two of them made it to the big leagues and, you know, one of them still going good. So. Um, it's, it's been, a, it was, it was a lot of fun and a great experience, man. You did make the best of that time. Now, t- what's the, um, what's the portal, uh, uh, looking like and what can you tell us? Uh, I've tried to kind of determine what you're going to tweet out, you know, when, when y'all land a player so we can kind of keep, <laughs> keep up with this. <laughs> I've been yeah. paying close attention to this because, uh, every coach seems to have their own way of presenting this. Um, what's the. What's kind of been the interest level in in you know your squad your roster? Obviously, there's a few spots that may have opened up. And like, how aggressive are you being in the portal? And can you break any news with us today? Yeah, there's no news to break, but we're uh, we're definitely <laughs> aggressive in the portal. And uh, you know, there's so many kids in the portal that they might need some portals. Uh, you know, it's 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 it's, it's just cra- It's it's really an interesting phenomenon to to see this from you know uh, how it's working now in college baseball. But um, lots of kids in there looking for looking for opportunity, and and so trying to sort through them the best we can, and according to the needs that we think we're we really need to try and shore up our program with, and and uh, and then make contact and and chase these guys down. We're we're getting a good response. You know, everybody that we talk with is interested to learn more about Baylor, interested more learn more about us, and and. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't come up with the you know what we're going to tweet out or how we're going to do that, but uh, that's definitely not not that high on my list. You know, the <laughs> the deal is just to continue. Let's 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 keep getting guys getting guys in here and let's keep uh, finding the right guys. But yeah, the portal was was an inc- interesting thing to be to be dealing with. Is you know now at least it's uh it's it's finished having people add to it, so we know what it is now. All right, I'll send you some ideas if that's okay. I'll just, <laughs> you, just send, you send me ideas. I'll, I'll pay attention Scott, to that. Scott uh, Scott Drew at one point was using like the the bear from Revenant, the Revenant that movie, and I I think he realized it was a little too violent. You know, it's like <laughs> that, that was a kind of a rough scene in that movie. It's like Scott, let's not go. That's that doesn't really fit your personality. Uh, talking to Mitch Thompson, the Baylor baseball coach, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It'll lead right into uh, Rangers at six oh five, so it's perfect guest to to do that. This roster, now that you've had a little time to talk to some of the current players, hear from them. I'm sure some of them were nervous. They don't know what their future holds now. Um, are you able to have a, a, a pretty good idea of what you need to do and, 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 and what you have? Like what's your kind of at first blush, 
what is your thought on on what you have kind of to serve as your foundation as you start to bring different folks into the program? Yeah, no, we've got a bunch of kids who really want to be good. We've got a bunch of kids who want to work and 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 uh, and love Baylor. And so, you know, all those roster decisions are going to be really hard decisions to make. Uh, you know, I haven't made them officially a, a lot of them yet because I'm waiting to see exactly how we're going in the and doing in the portal and stuff and, and what, what we're able to add to the program right now. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of kids that really have a, have a real love for this school. And, uh, and I respect the heck out of that because, um, you know, I've, I've, I've helped recruit so many kids here um, over the years that, you know, um, they, they, they know what they're getting here and they know what kind of, a, of, a, of an education they're getting and they want to continue with it. So, we, we've got some some difficult decisions to make as to exactly how we're, how we're going to do everything, but uh, we're we're weeding we're weeding through it and trying to uh, wading through it rather, you know, trying to mm-hmm. get a good evaluation on everybody and uh, and and continue to add add what we need to to, to continue to be, you know, uh, super competitive next year. That's the idea. Well, I'm told MCC has some pretty talented players, Mitch. So you know, if you want to, if you want to dip into that, you know, feel free. But I, yeah, I would yeah, think that yeah. would <laughs> that would be that would be kind of interesting. Those players that had already committed to some of the places like OU. I talked to some of them as y'all were headed to the World Series, and I bet they saw you headed over to Baylor, and they're like, "Hmm, we we maybe maybe we should kind of rethink this." Uh, that you know, I I love what you said about expecting the JUCOs um, it, it, to to help this program. I mean, you know, you obviously have served and had a ton of success at that level. Um, I think that's uh, I love I love how you said that 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 you ha- what has been the response from uh, a lot of these JUCO programs around the country to you being at Baylor. Are you are you kind of hearing what you thought you would hear? Oh, yeah. No, I think there's a lot of people that are, yeah, a lot of guys are excited for this. You know, I mean, junior college coaches love to see other guys like uh, like themselves get opportunities like this. And so there's no question they'll be trying to help us out. And, and we'll just have to make sure that we're doing our very best to follow up on their players and then get, get some of them here. But, you know, that – the junior college thing will happen probably more so next year in the recruiting process as opposed to right now, just because most of the sophomore eligible guys have already been, uh, you know, they've already made their commitments and signed with schools and they've got their things going, which is where most of our guys at MCC have. We're going to, we'll end up bringing a couple guys with us from over there, I'm sure. And, and, uh, you know, but but yeah, the relationships in, in junior college baseball will will definitely pay some dividends in the future, and uh, and we're we're going to be trying to take advantage of it. But we're also going to try and build through the high school system again because I just know that having kids in the program for three four years is a value, and uh, and I think that I think that schools can make make mistakes and get too interested in this transfer portal all the time. That I think uh, I think if you do a good job in in, rec- in recruiting to, to begin with, and you bring in the right kids as freshmen, um, you know, and and then you treat them well, they're going to love your school and love you, love your place and want to continue to to develop and 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 be there. Nobody really wants to move from one place to another. I don't I don't believe very often. So hopefully we can we can do a good job with that. 
Well, the people I run into are excited. I, people that are working with the Dallas Tigers organization, the Patriots, all these people are bringing you up without even me having to say it. They know I'm always talking about Baylor, and so they'll come up to me and they're like, Mitch is at Baylor. So I think there's a lot of excitement. So if, it's, if you want to get some of those young high schoolers, uh, I think you're going to do it. How, that was really cool, by the way. I had Steve Smith on. Uh, I think it was very meaningful to him that you called him the morning, uh, the day, even before it was out there, that you were going to be the head coach. You all had a very uh, productive relationship. I know it didn't end great, but over the years, it sounds like you all have been able to kind of get back together. And and that had to be uh, a special conversation, Mitch, for for both you and Steve. Um, And and some people think it might have been awkward, but, uh, but it sounds like it meant a ton to him. And, uh, and I'm sure it was meaningful to you as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we did, we worked, we worked together for so long. We were good friends and did all that. And then we did, we had a, we had a, had a, at a point in time where things kind of went downhill a little bit, but you know, I mean, we're both grown men. We're both, we're both Christians. Uh, if we could both go back, we'd, we'd do some things differently along the process. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's we've we've spoke about it we've we've apologized for it back and forth and uh you know i mean we're uh we're just gonna we're just gonna be big boys and be christians and move on from here and uh and so yeah you know i wanted to call him and just tell him hey you know i got this job and i appreciate everything you've done for me in my career and um you know i mean uh you know as long as i'm here i i told the heart of the order people after after the press conference the other day as long as i'm here steve smith's going to be welcome at this ballpark and 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 welcome in this program he was here for 21 years and you know i mean he's a big part of the history of baylor baseball when you think of you know i even mentioned this during the press conference i mean i'm the only the fifth head coach in the last 61 years here so you know to think that steve was here for a third of that uh and you know wouldn't be welcome wouldn't make a whole lot of sense so um we're big boys and we're christians we've moved on and we're uh we're, go- we're gonna be we're gonna be friends from here on out all right. Well, this is uh, exciting. Uh, I've been looking forward to getting to visit with you, and uh, I, uh, I I'm going to visit with your uh, with James tomorrow. Actually, Zach tomorrow, and so it's uh, it's fun. Even though I, while football's in chaos, we can focus on baseball and uh, and talk about all that. But it's really uh, really great to catch up with you. I knew something had happened, Mitch. The uh, you you know right after that, y'all uh, uh, were at the World Series. I wanted to have you on, and and you kind of went dark <laughs> on me. And I thought, well, that's interesting. <laughs> so, well, I just wasn't going to screw up. You cost me a job, my goodness. So I said, you know, thanks for no time. I'm going to wait until, uh, yeah. You wanted to get on and talk Baylor baseball, and I wasn't about to get on and talk Baylor baseball. I'm just going to let it, let the process play itself out. But, you know, you mentioned Zach, too, and I, you know, I spoke about James, but, I mean, Zach's, Zach's an unbelievable player here. Uh, he's a, he's an unbelievable coach. He's a really good on the field, and I mean, going to be a fantastic recruiting coach and hitting guy for us. And uh, I'm so glad that he's with us, and and our our players will be blessed. And you know, there's just you know, Zach's got a lot invested in this place too, and at Baylor, and uh, and he loves this place. And so, you know, what we've got is we've got coaching staff right now, and we'll, there'll be a couple more announcements here probably probably this week. You know, of other guys that we're adding to the to the staff, and I just couldn't be more proud of who we who we've got coming in and the people that we're going to be around our guys. So, 
we're uh, this thing's moving forward, and we're we're working at it pretty hard. I can pr- I can promise you that. I'm glad to hear people are excited. Yeah, yeah, you would have been good in the media too, by the way, with all these teases that you do. You know, like, hey, you got some more <laughs> announcements coming up. You got to get people excited. But you have to deliver on those teases, by the way. So, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be we'll be waiting to hear all that. But uh, well, great to visit with you, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon, Mitch. Thank you. Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. There he goes, Mitch Thompson, the Baylor head baseball coach, had such a tremendous run at MCC and had a great run at Baylor, and he's back. These things don't always happen. You don't always get to go back home. And uh, Mitch just kind of, he just didn't really want, ever want to leave Waco. He had opportunities. He left for a little bit. But even when he was with the Royals, he was still getting to hang out in Central Texas. And you hang around, hang around long enough. Uh, who knows what can happen? And, uh, and it's just one of, the, one of the really cool stories in all the college athletics. Mitch Thompson getting to go back home uh, to the university that he loves so much and uh, become the uh, head coach of the Baylor Bears. Okay, what time do we have? Oh, gosh, okay, 5.45. Uh, and we've got uh, some baseball coming up. Uh, Aaron, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take it up to about 5.50 here. Uh, with your permission, I, I'm, I'm looking to make sure to see if we have uh, – uh, any more news on the college football front? And, uh, again, to recap it, in case you're just joining us as you're driving home, there's some thoughts out there that uh, the Big 12 is talking to at least six of the Pac-12 schools. That includes Oregon, Utah, Colorado, the two Arizona schools. Who am I missing, Aaron? Or, did I say Oregon? Yeah, one more. Washington. Yeah, yeah, UW. You're and right. And there is That's a why. statement from the Big Twelve commissioner that confirmed it. He he did. He said that they're looking to expand. Well, with wait, those wait. Schools. I think that might be. Yeah, hold off on that because the Big. I 12 mean, I've school. seen it other. I saw it a couple of places. Okay, the Big Twelve had just put out a statement. The reason I said it. Oh, okay. While we were talking it's, to Mitch, and they were saying that he didn't say they that. put out the new commissioner's Twitter, and they just wanted to say that this is his official Twitter. And other people are trying to act like him right now. <laughs> so uh, let's we'll just be careful on that front. Uh, one of those people, that's what I mentioned earlier, that Bob Trollsby or something. I thought, okay, we cannot let this guy. But that's what happens when there's news hanging out there. All the, uh, all the parody, come, they, they come out. Now, Aaron, after talking to Mitch, and Mitch is going to be a lot of fun. Golly, he is great with the media, fun to talk to. And uh, great attitude, great approach. And, and the other news that I wanted to say that involves Baylor baseball or someone formerly of Baylor baseball, Steve Rodriguez. I reached out to Steve over the weekend uh, to congratulate him, and Steve was gracious as always. Steve has landed on his feet at uh, University of Texas, and he will be the hitting coach for uh, David Pierce. We still don't quite understand why David Pierce basically cleaned out his staff. Uh, Sean Allen out as the pitching coach. Troy Tulowitzki out. Uh, he had done a great job for them, and he had handled a lot of their hitting duties, and they have retooled their staff. And Steve Rodriguez is now on the University of Texas staff serving under David Pierce. Tremendous program, tremendous resources, a, a, uh, a facility that holds a ton of people. 
I don't know, at Dish Falk. It might be around 10,000 or something like that. But uh, good place. And so we wish the best of Steve Rodriguez. And as uh, Mitch said at his press conference, um, you know, he appreciates Steve and everybody that came before him. And that is amazing, Aaron, when you think about how long Baylor baseball has been around and just the uh, unbelievable in the past, what do you say, 61 years? There have been five coaches. I mean, that's insane. I, I feel like Mickey took up about 40 of those. And um, and then, of course, uh, Steve Smith <clears throat> went uh, 20 seasons. I mean, that's a lot of time right there. You go back even to Dutch before all that, but uh, Mickey had that incredible run. And then Steve Smith. So it's it's really been a place where people have some staying power. Now, Aaron, for Mitch, if Mitch decides to stay around for 30 years, that would put his career over. Sorry to do this to you, Mitch. Uh, He'd be about 86 years old. I think he can do it. I think he can do it. And uh, I just know from being a Baylor student, and I used to love watching the old pitching coach, Sid Hudson. And Sid played Major League Baseball back in like the 1930s. And then Sid, his walks to the mound, Aaron, it, you'd feel like it'd be like a rain delay. See, it takes Sid a while to get out there, but Sid knew everything about the game of baseball. And so I loved Sid Hudson, and he was a deacon over at Columbus Avenue. I'd see Sid over at church. And Sid had a great run. So I do think baseball's one of those. It's got Tony LaRusso's back with uh, the White Sox. I bet he's 75 years old, 76 years old. People have a hard time retiring from baseball. So I'm, I think Mitch has got another 20 years in him. So very exciting. And I love the fact that Baylor did not get tied into this thought of, oh, we got to find a coach in his 30s or 40s or whatever. Aaron, it gives us hope, okay? Since you and I are clinging to our 40s, it, it's nice to see the Bears go out and hire someone that's uh, that's in their 50s. And, uh, and I think of Mitch as very young. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show. We've got uh, we've got some Texas Rangers baseball coming up for you. First pitch, I believe, is at six oh five. We've really enjoyed the program today. We'll do it all again starting at four o'clock tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com.